Hello, hello. This is Kim Addis, and I'm the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching. And I want to welcome you to the Frame of Mind Coaching Podcast, where we get a volunteer who's willing to get coached live and in person right on the podcast. Today, I want to introduce you to my guest. Her name is Sharon Vindereen. Did I say it right, Sharon? You did indeed. And Sharon and I are actually friends. We know each other. We're part of a group called PEO where we're in a mastermind together. So Sharon, I'm actually thrilled that you're here and I'm blown away that you decided to raise your hand and volunteer. So welcome. Thank you very much. I hope I'm not going to regret volunteering. I don't know, (laughs) online counseling, but let's give it a try. So let's just start at the beginning. What is it that you do? You own a company called Parent Tested, Parent Approved. What does that mean? Who is it for? Like, tell us about your business a little bit. Sure. Um, The whole goal of the company was to help moms go into a store and be able to easily figure out what products are best for their family. So I created this seal of approval, parent tested, parent approved, where the only way a product can earn that seal is by actually having their product tested with real moms. So we have a community of over 200,000 moms. We select families from that community to test every product, and it's based on their feedback, whether the product earns our seal of approval or not. And if it does, then they're able to use it. And when you go into a store, you know, when there's lots of competing products and you see one with the seal of approval, you know, it's trustworthy, it's credible, and it's peer endorsed. Okay. And you've been running this company for how long? Forever. Uh, (laughs) 13 years. Sorry, it just feels like forever. I got it. I got it. And what would you say is your current challenge right now? Um, My current challenge is adjusting to the reality uh, of work from home for people. Um, I've always been that person who really likes camaraderie, who likes to uh, have people around me so that it feels like we're working towards a common goal. Um, And now I'm understanding that in order to hire new people, I'm going to have to shift that mindset to allow them to work from home and try and figure out what that new culture is going to look like with people in the office and people working from home. So what are you afraid of? Like, what's the fear? What's the discomfort about? I think the biggest discomfort is control, probably, uh, not knowing what the new people are going to be doing from home. So I think it's one thing when you've worked with someone for a long time, you know what to expect from them, the quality of their work, and you can rely that, you know, during COVID, you know, my team was working from home. I didn't have to think twice about what they were doing because I trust them. But with new people, you know, you kind of skip that whole opportunity to establish that trust and you go straight to, okay, uh, I'm going to assume you're doing what you should be doing in the timeframes you should be doing them. So I think that's probably um, one of the key factors. The other one is, you know, when we're interviewing people, people always ask us back, what's your culture like? Well, we're a tiny company. So how do you really establish a culture when you have, you know, few people in the office, a few people working from home, it feels like there's really going to be a big disconnect. So here's what's interesting to me is that let's say we were to ask you a question before COVID, what was your culture like then? I would say laid back, um, very uh, casual kind of water cooler, people hanging around, joking, um, 
uh, everybody kind of supporting one another. Um, yeah, I would say, you know, we, although we're 13 years old, our marketing director likes to say we operate like a 13 year old startup. So kind of the fun atmosphere without the ping pong tables that you would expect at a startup. Okay. So I have a question for you. Why does that have to change? Like, why does that have to be any different? I think human interaction when it's face to face, it has a stronger impact than human interaction via Zoom or phone calls. Okay. But, but what is like, I mean, for me, why did you decide before COVID to have a laid back environment? Like, what was that? You know, usually what we see is owners build cultures that are reflective of them, of their values, of their priorities, of the way, the way that they like to function. Right. Really, like at the end of the day, that's what it's about. Yeah. So why, why did you have the desire to create a laid back fun, easygoing culture. Because that's me. So exactly, exactly like you said, that's me. That's my approach. Um, you know, I don't feel like people work for me. They work with me. I've always been of that mindset. Um, I like the opportunity to be able to thank people personally when they've done something that, you know, adds value. Um, yeah, I think that's just my personality. That's the that's the persona I'd like to portray to our community of 200,000 moms because I want it I want us always to be relatable. Okay. So I think that that's awesome personally. I love that. And I also think that you are coming to the table with a conflict. And the conflict is how do I be me? How do I be laid back? How do I be casual and easygoing and how do I hold on to control? Those two things don't necessarily match, right? So you have this like a little bit of an internal battle going on to say, okay, like here's how I've driven my company all these years. Now things have changed and I don't feel like I have the same level of control as I used to have. Right. And so the question becomes, how do you continue your culture? Because that's an inviting culture for anybody who wants to join your team. And how do I make sure we're moving the needle? How do I make sure we're, mo we're moving forward? And so I think that very often there's a very big misunderstanding with leaders about how do we make sure people are doing what they need to be doing? Is it by watching over them? Is it by micromanaging them? Is it by even holding them accountable? And I would suggest to you that none of those are relevant in this day and age. Strange, right? Because we think the job that we have as leaders is to hold people accountable. And really, it's not. What we want, what we desperately want is people who are accountable. Right? And so when people are, who are accountable, we don't have to do the job of holding them accountable. So, so how do we find and create a culture where people are accountable? Right? Really, that's your question. So it's a structural question. Because yeah. I think... You don't want to throw out the laid back and casual. You right. want to actually grow that because that's such a beautiful part of your, of your company. Yeah. You know, so, so to me, there are two things that we want to explore. Number one is how do we create laid back and casual in a virtual world? Okay, so are there creative ideas that we can bring to the table to create laid back and casual? Right. And maybe that's, you know, uh, includes a certain type of Zoom meeting that's not so formal. Maybe it includes 
uh, getting together at parks with socially distant experiences. Maybe it includes, you know, a, a Netflix watching show together, whatever it is that you can do. That's a little bit unusual and creative. And I know that my exposure to you is you're like filled with great ideas on that level. But I think the bigger question is how do I move the needle? How do I move the company forward? How do I make sure people are contributing to the goal? Right. And doing the things that I think they should be doing in order to move towards that goal. And I think we do that by creating agreements. Okay, so rather than making sure we're watching what people do are doing, we create agreements. And with people we know more, our agreements can be a little bit longer term. In other words, we might need to check in with them a little less often. But with new people, we make shorter term agreements. So it could look like this. Hey, here's your task for the day. Let's talk tomorrow morning to see how you've been coming along. And that could be, hey, I want you to make X number of phone calls, or I want you to send X number of emails, or I want to hear the quality of your conversations and help you tweak them. But the agreement is, let's get together the next day and review. Rather than let's oversee what you're doing, you're creating a series of agreements. So in my case, when I come to a meeting with my team, they come with an agenda, not me. I have some ideas of what I want to talk about, but this is their meeting. Right. So it's empowering them. It's empowering them, but it's saying, I'm your resource. You have these goals you want to reach. Let's make sure you reach them. How can I support you? How can I guide you? How can I make sure that you're doing the things that will allow you to reach the goals? And so what we're really talking about is not only day-to-day agreements for the new people, but we're talking about a lot of clarity about what they know they need to achieve. Right. And so the question yeah. is, how do, how do you do that? In what one of the things we do is we set yearly goals and those goals were totally thrown out with COVID. So we redid our goals. Right. We call them adapted goals. And literally on a quarterly basis and due to COVID on a monthly basis, we review how we're achieving our goals and each person on the team has a set of responsibilities that contribute to the goal. And so we, we check in and see how's it going, what's working, what's not working, and right. we make adjustments quickly. But the right. agreement is the goal. Yeah. Yeah, right? and that makes sense. I think the difficulty was that COVID kind of, you know, overnight forced us all to go work from home with companies that had no processes in place for, you know, setting up these types of agreements. There wasn't any, there wasn't any time to think about it. Um, And as a result, you know, it required what I don't like, which is some micromanaging, because I was constantly um, on high alert, is everything getting done, I want to make sure that even though COVID's hit, we're still delivering on client expectations, we are still maintaining sales. So it was a lot more um, conversations happening because there was no other way to really um, kind of wrangle it all in and make sure we were where we were supposed to be versus in the office. You know, I might pop into someone's office and go, Hey, how's it going for a more casual conversation? Cause I don't like micromanaging. So 
you know, having some time now to think about these types of agreements and letting people come in with their own agenda and setting goals together definitely makes sense. Now that it's more, um, it's more cooperative and less, oh my gosh, we have to do this by tomorrow morning. Right. But for me, there's an opportunity to create structures. And those structures are appropriate and applicable, whether they're working in the office or outside of the office. And the structure is, okay, as a group, we agree, here's our goal. and, And here's the part that everybody plays in order to reach this goal. And when we you know, it's kind of like a, a backwards flow chart. Here's the goal. Here are the things we need to do to reach our goal. Here are the things we need to do monthly. Here are the things we need to do weekly. Here are the things we need to do daily, right? And so when we have that outlined and it's clear for everyone, I'll give you a perfect example, okay? Just, just to help you kind of uh, make this into a practical takeaway is like one of the things that I do is that I'm a guest on many podcasts. Because that helps people get to know us and it introduces them to our services. So we have a certain goal in terms of how many podcasts do we want to be on. In order to be on, let's say, 10 podcasts a month, we need to submit, let's call it 40 podcast proposals a month, right? And obviously, they don't all unfold in the same month. But now that we know our numbers and our percentages, the person responsible for submitting knows what she needs to do daily, right? Right. So it becomes easier to manage. And if we're not getting the results we're looking for, even though we're doing the work, now we kind of look at the month and say, okay, so let's tweak it. What are we doing wrong? Is the proposal need fixing? Are we reaching the wrong people? Do we need assistance? Do we need to maybe send out 60 proposals instead of 40 in, in order to reach our goal, et cetera? But now we're working with something tangible. And nobody's mad at anybody because, right? Because it's a group activity. It's a, we're working on this together. And if she's doing what she needs to be doing to contribute to this goal. Yeah. And you've set expectations early on so that you don't have to be uh, checking in constantly because they know what's expected of them. It's kind of like with, with our kids, you know, there's a consequence if they don't do something, as long as you've set the expectations in advance this is what we expect you're going to do. There's a consequence if you don't, you know, and work, your consequence eventually becomes, you know, you're not a fit for the team. Right. Your kids, the consequence is you're not getting allowance, but at least you've set the expectations and they know what they need to be doing. So that makes sense to me. Right. But what that does for you is it allows you to be you, which is casual, relaxed, laid back instead of, you know, tense and on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and it also allows everybody to be clear about what the vision is and everybody's rowing towards the goal, right? right. Instead of you pushing people towards the goal. Right. Yeah, that yeah. completely makes sense. Amazing. I like it. You like it. That's perfect because I've just hired somebody new who's starting in a couple of weeks. So uh, Amazing. allow me to put some thought behind how I want to structure this. And yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Any other questions? I don't think so. Now I'm going to have to go take a ton of notes to figure out how to actually put this into practice. But now that you've given me an example, uh, I think it'll resonate more. And Sharon, by the way, I'm always accessible to you if you ever need any extra help. Fabulous. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) Sharon, thank you so much for joining me today, for sharing your challenge and giving me the opportunity to provide a little bit of coaching 
For those of you who are listening, I hope you took some notes too. But if you have a challenge that you want to share with us on the podcast, please reach out. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. And for those of you who have a challenge who are not comfortable being on a podcast, still reach out. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. Thank you for joining us until we meet again.